welcome to the ASCD podcast, supporting you on your journey as a life-changing educator. Here's your host for today's program. Welcome to another episode of ASCD's podcast. I'm Sarah McKibben, Editor-in-Chief of Yale Magazine. And in today's conversation, we're talking about empathy, one of the key factors of emotionally intelligent leadership. Our guest, Brittany Hogan, is a national keynote speaker, an education leader, social worker, DEI consultant, and a former school board member from Chicago. For 15 years, she made St. Louis her home, where she dedicated her career to serving families and communities throughout the region. In her March 2024 EL article titled, Leading with Empathy, Brittany shares why it's so important as an education leader to make decisions with empathy to take a few moments and walk in the shoes of those your solution will affect. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to our program. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course, of course. So to set the stage here, what does empathy mean to you? Empathy means taking the perspective of another, walking in someone else's shoes, being conscious of the emotional reaction that you have when you take on the experience of another person and staying out of judgment in that experience. So why do you think empathy is an essential ingredient of good school and district leadership? You know, research shows that empathy is considered to be one of the biggest and most needed skills in the workplace. And I don't think that a school is any different than the workplace. People work in schools, people thrive in schools, they learn in schools. And so I think that empathy plays a huge role in how we relate to other people, how we understand them, and how we give them grace, and how we also help them learn and develop as human beings. So how can leaders bring more love and empathy to educational spaces? Well, they can start with themselves. Start with the things that you read, reading about people who look differently than you, who've lived different lives than you, watching movies. I am a person who believes in like a menu and like I like to give you a menu on how you learn. Everyone doesn't just learn from a book. Some people like podcasts, some people like Netflix shows. And so I think really how you bring more empathy is exposure to things that are outside of your world. There's this you know statement around mirrors, windows, and sliding doors. Mirrors being reflections of ourselves, windows being reflections of the world and then these sliding door moments when we're able to walk in and take the perspective of another. And if you don't have those type of reflections in your life, then it's hard to create empathy. Um, the ability to see how other people live and how they think and how they get to the decisions that impact their life is a great way to build empathy. So in your EL article, you said that empathy is often missing from discipline decisions. Why do you think that is? Well, as much as we would like to say emotions aren't involved in discipline decisions, they are. Because if you are a leader who knows children in your district, if you know children in your building, if you know the adults in your buildings in your districts, then you naturally have opinions. We all have opinions about other people. Biases are just part of how we've been socialized. And sometimes, unfortunately, those biases show up in how we make decisions about people. And what I have learned is that I have to let the biases be silent in my brain to allow empathy to come in. I have to invite the empathetic experience when it comes to discipline because it allowed me to see things out of what I just believe to be true 
and also understanding the perspective of how this person got here. Just like in the article, I talk about the fact that it's not the question of what's wrong with somebody, but what's happened to them. And I think that when it comes to discipline, that's the question. The main question we have to ask is what happened here? Like, how did we get here? And that requires an empathetic lens. What advice do you have for extending empathy to others in hard moments? Some of which you noted in the article, like when a parent yells at you, a staff member disregards you, a student speaks rudely to you. Well, I will say that one of the things that I've learned is empathy is not something you can do in a silo. It sometimes requires you to tag team it with someone else. And I have learned in my experience is that I always had someone who, when I got tired, because you can get empathy burnout. You can have all those things happen in one day. You can have a teacher disregard you. You can have a parent yell at you. You can have a student disrespect you all within three hours of getting at school and it drains you. And so those are the moments where you have to turn to the people that you work with who are also empathetic leaders and say, hey, can you help me? Can you help me see this a little differently? Can you give me some space for me to think about how we move forward in these situations? And that to me has always been the way that it helped me in moments where I got tired because you will get weary. Being weary is part of life sometimes. And so I think that people have to be reminded that you don't do this alone, that it takes all of us to help create an empathetic space for not only the students, but also the other adults that are in the space. So leaning on a colleague or a friend is really important in those moments. Absolutely. You mentioned empathy burnout. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah. So that's part of what I was just talking about. Um, I have one colleague that always comes to mind and we used to tag team a lot of discipline situations. And sometimes she would be more upset than I would be about it, or I would be more upset than she would be. And we would give each other a timeout. And so then the other person would take the lead on how we were going to deal with things. And then when we had a moment to cool down, which is usually like an evening, we would come back and we would discuss like how we were going to move forward with this student. And it's because it's a burnout. You could have a week where everything seems like nothing is going right. And you still have to make decisions that impact people's lives. And when you have that burnout, you know that you have to take a moment and a step back. And sometimes having someone who is able to reflect with you about what's happened, because we know that we are not in this space alone, it's helpful for how you make decisions moving forward. What are the signs of empathy burnout? So how do you know when you've hit your limit? Well, I would say I know when I've hit my limit is when everything has started getting on my nerves. <laughs> Things that I'm typically not upset about. You know that there's always patterns that we see. There are certain people in our lives who move certain ways and it can sometimes be annoying, but you know how to navigate it and you don't let it disrupt what you're doing. And for me, the burnout is when everything seems like a disruption. And that's when I know I need to take a step back. Also, when communication becomes harder than it typically is, when it's hard for me to find the correct words, when it's hard for me to respond to an email that I don't like, I know I need to give myself a moment. Like I know that I'm at that empathy burnout and I need to give myself a little space and grace that I give to everybody else to allow me to center myself and then come back and deal with this head on. So to pivot for a minute, what inspired you to launch Empathy and Equity, your partnership with Nick Stone? And then before you answer that, for anyone listening who may be unfamiliar with her work, Nick is a New York Times bestselling author of 
Dear Martin, and many other highly acclaimed YA books. I would also like to mention my favorite one, Fast Pitch, where I am a main character in, Britt Marie. It's also a great young um, YA book as well. Oh, that's great. We'll look out for that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of the best. It's a middle school read. It's a great one. Britt Marie. I tell Nick all the time, Britt Marie is an iconic character. (laughs) Um, So Nick is one of my very best friends. And... Our worlds collide in really interesting ways. Like I met her on a school visit to my district in 2017. And I knew almost immediately watching how my kids were interacting with her that I knew Nick was someone that I wanted to be friends with. And so I told her like, hey, I think we should be friends. And we quickly developed this friendship. And during the pandemic, we had a lot of discussions about what we wanted to do together because we know what we both know is that Nick's books impact kids. And part of my work was ensuring that I was doing what I could to impact kids' lives in the best possible manner. And one thing that I knew very well was empathy and equity and knowing that we could use empathy from Nick's books to help create equity in the classroom. And then we just made it a bigger thing, not just talking about Nick's books, but really just talking about books that allow us to create empathy and then create equity in the classroom or in just an educational space. And that's how we got started. So what work is on the horizon? What work is on the horizon? You know... Nick Stone is an amazing writer. And when you have an amazing writer as a very good friend, she pushes you in a very interesting way. And so Nick Stone has been very serious about Brittany Hogan ensuring that she's doing her writing. So besides writing for magazines that I love, like Educational Leadership, really working on my own stuff, um, working on putting together my own book. And that is kind of what's on the horizon for 2024. So I'm really excited about that. And now that I'm saying it, that makes sure that keeps me accountable in the space of what I'm supposed to be doing, which is good. We'll, we'll check in, in in another year and see how, how it's going. Yeah. <laughs> One other thing you touched on in your article, you mentioned how bringing empathy to decision making is really important to you know take a few moments and walk in the shoes of those your solution will affect What does that look like for a school leader and what does that accomplish? Well, it looks like sometimes more time than we feel like we have to make decisions. And so I would always remind school leaders to make the time because it's worth it. So often we know the rule book, right? We know the discipline handbook. We know how we're supposed to follow discipline, how we're supposed to give it out. um, We should know the meaning of why we discipline. And what I know is that when I give myself this, when I have given myself the space to go back and to sit in the decision and think about how this will impact the student and also what the student has been through in their lives, whether it be in and outside of the classroom, I really need to think about it through an empathetic lens. I need to think about how this next decision will impact what happens next in the student's life. I think the other part that's really important, and I think empathy plays a role in restorative discipline. And so making sure that you give the student the space to repair the harm, not only just with the person that they harm, but also with themselves. Because what I know is that if you don't do the work internally, it makes it really hard for the work to happen externally. 
And for me, it's always been about how can I ensure that the student understands why this happened, how it happened, and how we can all move forward, where this can be a space where people feel safe, where they feel safe, where they feel loved and supported, and so can everybody else. That's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that we missed in this conversation? No, I think we hit all the points. I just wanted to remind people to lean into empathy. I think it's like any other hobby. It requires practice like riding a bike. And so you may not get it right on the first time. And I don't think I've gotten it right every single time that I've come into a situation and use my empathetic lens. But what I know is that it's never failed me and that I've been a better leader because I try to view the world from an empathetic space and that it will help you too in terms of creating real meaningful and impactful relationships, not only with students, but with your staff. That's sage advice. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brittany. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on today. It was wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much. To read Brittany's educational leadership article, Leading with Empathy, please visit www.ascd.org el.